time has memory. What if you could adjust that memory into building the ideal life and the ideal schedule that you wanted to live by and that became the new habit and the new memory? Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. Just a reminder, this podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that has given so much to me and my family. Today, we have a very special guest on the episode. We're going to break down some things that we have done. We learned at some conferences that we were at, and we're going to share with you what we've applied to our business, what we're coaching other agents to do real time, what is working in the marketplace so that hopefully you can win at a higher level too. So without further ado, our very special guest is Lauren Pimentel. Lauren, welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be uh, joining in on this podcast. Lots of good takeaways that we're going to be going over. Um, several things for agents to go out and take action in their business and be filled with good stuff. Awesome. Well, let's dive in. Let's get straight to the value. So um, one of the conferences that we were at recently that we're going to kind of discuss today was Sales Power um, in Salt Lake City. Um, our good friend, Coach Bill Pipes, um, hosted that event. And um, we've been to similar events before, uh, but this one was a little bit different, had a little bit of nuance to it. Um, and it was a lot of the same stuff that we always need reminded of with the scripts, the dialogues, the mindset that's needed. And so um, let's just kind of, let's dive right in Lauren to what were some what was like if you had to pick one biggest takeaway what was the biggest takeaway that you had from that event um I think uh to me the biggest was just how how important energy is and the difference that it can make whenever you go to conferences um and the energy in the room was unlike any other yeah I love it it's um I think we can apply that to anything in life, right? Like it's, if you come into a workplace environment or a culture or an event and it's just like dead inside um, and you're hearing crickets, it's not as exciting. It can be the same valuable information, but you hear it differently when the energy is different. Yeah. So it's like every speaker, every um, topic that we discussed, Bill just had a way about facilitating the energy in the room um, to really help you remember how you felt in that moment, remembered exactly what you're going over and to help uh, remember, okay, this, this is important. Here's something that I can implement in my business, take action on. And it keeps you engaged the whole time. Like I was, I feel like I was able to retain so much more because of how the energy was. Yeah, hundred percent. The high energy creates higher engagement, right? Um, we recently uh, just you you had actually shared in one of our sales meetings recently a um, a video that was talking about energy and memory. You want to kind of break that down? Yeah. So um, Jay Shetty had shared that um, it talked about doing things consistently. That uh, location has energy, and so the example he used was that whenever he uh, would go meditate in temples, it was so much easier. And it's because that location had energy. And then he had talked about, you know, people are usually tired at the same time each day. People are usually hungry at the same time each day. People um, who have that internal memory, um, they're used to doing things at the same time. And that's because time has memory. So energy has location, time has memory. And I want to break that down really quickly. So location has energy. You mentioned the temples. What I want to use for this podcast is what kind of energy does your office have? Because that is a location that people come to each day. Are they coming there with high energy, 
high excitement, ready to make phone calls, ready to have conversations, ready to help people with the biggest purchase or sale of their life? Or does everyone walk in like Eeyore and there's negativity and your energy is, damn it, I don't want to make my calls today. Because we remember that and location shares that energy because when you come back to the location, you will remember the energy that you left the location with. And so like his example was the temples were so much, he struggled to meditate, right? Until he started going to the temples that people have meditated in for thousands of years and instantly it was easier. What yeah. if you could create an environment and a culture in, in your location, at your business, your home office, wherever you work from, where that energy was so contagious that it was easier to do what you know you need to do because you intentionally put that energy into that location? Yeah, that's a great point as real estate offices is your work environment somewhere that it has that energy of prospecting, negotiating contracts, just that sales environment, building relationships, educating, providing value. That's a great, great perspective of at your desk at 9 a.m. Do you do you have that energy that you should be prospecting from nine to 10? I love it. And how do you go about creating that? Um, yeah. Then I want to transfer that to the to the time has memory. Um, so I think energy is crucial. But the time has, and I've heard that before, but the time has memory, I haven't. And so I want to I want to discuss that a little bit with you, Lauren, and, and hopefully we can provide value to those listening is time has memory. And so the examples you gave were like, we all get tired at the same time each and every day, right? Like we all um, have like, what, whatever it is, like we have, we have this memory of at this point in our time of the day, this typically happens. And we have that memory that's that's like in, internal, that it's just crazy that if we were aware of that and we knew that was coming, how much further ahead of that could we be? Like as an example, let's say that you're someone that um, crashes every afternoon, right? Well, you have you get tired, right? At two o'clock in the afternoon, whatever that time is. If you know that that happens each and every day because time has memory and it remembers, hey, I'm going to get tired at two o'clock. What could you do to prepare better before two o'clock so you didn't get tired and you could be more productive that day, right? Like it just, there's so much to that that I think that we could break down. Like one of the things that I thought of when I heard that video was I, for years, years and years and years, I can't explain it, but at 2.30 a.m., I wake up. My internal clock wakes me up. Now I don't always stay awake, but I'm awake every single, every single morning at 2.30 a.m., I'm awake. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, um, it's just crazy how like time has memory with things like that. And you can create that routine. And so how can we use a time has memory? If you if you're listening, you're like, yeah, I get tired at the same time each and every day or something throughout my day happens consistently for how I just operate as a human. Like we have routines that just fall into place. Whatever that routine is, you have your energy drink at the same time each day. You drink your coffee first thing in the morning. You have breakfast, whatever these things are. Time has memory. What if you could adjust that memory into building the ideal life and the ideal schedule that you wanted to live by? And that became the new habit and the new memory. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I just got done reading uh, Miracle Morning uh, for real estate agents for the second time, written by uh, Hal Elrod. And as far as changing that and changing that internal clock, uh, they highly recommend stacking things each day. Um, and so, for example, um, one of those would be, so day one, you start with um, just silence. 
And then the second day you stack um, having complete, then adding in your affirmations. And each day just slowly stack on these new things that you wanna start happening consistent in your life. Uh, taking the time to visualize, taking the time to exercise, taking the time to read, taking the time um, to journal, slowly add those things every single day. You want to, you don't want to change everything all at once because it becomes overwhelming and you're less likely to, to change and add those. But being able to reset your internal clock, um, I think is extremely important, especially as you're heading into the new year. If you can't keep, you can't expect a different result if you're doing the same thing every day. So where, where, where do you need to change your internal clock in order to achieve success in 2024? 100%. And um, I love it. It's um, one of the messages that we're sharing in our in our organization, our team right now um, is it's separation season, right? I don't know what it is, but there's something that goes in the real estate industry when it starts getting cold outside, the leaves fall off the trees. Like, I think we think we're bears or something and real estate agents just yeah. go into hibernation, right? And yeah. like, we'll see, we'll see them when it starts, when the, when it starts to get sunny out again, right? Or whatever, depending on where you live, maybe it's different, but it has seasons, right? And I think that a lot of people maybe follow the trends of, as an example, in our market, the market we do, there are less transactions available in Q4 and Q1. There are less transactions available. It is just a fact. Year after year, there's less transactions available. However, how we choose to look through that is that means that while everyone else is not willing to do the work necessary to grab those transactions, we will use that as an opportunity for us to separate ourselves from the crowd. And we work harder. And we we grab that market share that may be more difficult to grab. But when we grab it, it's ours forever. And so if you really just think back, like, what is the opportunity that I have right now in my marketplace? I really believe even if you don't have seasonalities like we do, Christmas is coming. We just got out of Thanksgiving, right? There's a lot of excuses for people to not transact right now. And so I would be willing to bet no matter where your market is, transactions slow down in November and December. It's just, I just believe it's probably a fact in 95% or more markets. And so if that is the case, don't fall victim to that. Figure out what can I do? What activities can I take? What action can I take to grab those those transactions like as an example our december is going to be way better than our october and our november because yeah. we got ahead of this right and so what does that mean our january and february are going to look like while everyone else is continuing a downward trend we're getting into action we're executing at a high level and it's building that momentum so that we can have a great number one if you're a real estate agent and you want to have a great christmas with your family you, you're too late, right? You can't you can't make the money now, um, but you can start building that pipeline for what 2024 looks like by the actions you take today. So much good stuff in there. And I wrote down a couple of things so I didn't forget. So the tagline at Sales Power was uh, grit, grind, grow. And so it's the theme um, at the event was we're going to learn it. We're going to practice it with each other. We're going to get straight into action so we can start internalizing it and go back and use that with our clients. And it's the same thing um, with the end of quarter four. So one thing I love about the team and we've seen it consistently, my best times of the year have always been fourth quarter. Um, and another coach- Say that again. My, my best- um, 
my best quarters have always been the fourth quarter. And, and Lauren is a top producer on our team year after year after year. And she is telling you right now that as an agent, when she puts these things to practice, she has her best quarters of the entire year as a top producer in Q4. And so you can too. So get yeah. rid of those, those doubts that you have of it's not worth the work. I promise you it is because it may be harder because there's less transactions, but it's also easier because there's way less competition. Yeah. And so a coach said to me once, and it's so eye-opening, like what you feed your mind is so important. And so it's not that the opportunity goes away in the fourth quarter. The opportunity is still there. Are you going to let it go to someone else or are you going to take advantage of it? And so talking to a past client this morning, um, he's like, hey, Lauren, are things slowing down in the real estate market? Like, I'm sure you don't have much going on with the holidays. And I was like, well, you know, funny you ask. Um, I'm extremely grateful, but um, I have three listing appointments and two two additional buyer appointments this week. The opportunities not going to someone else. I'm making sure to capture these opportunities. I'm not going in a hibernation mode. This is where I'm really buckling it down. I'm going to grit. I'm going to have grit. I'm going to grind and I'm going to grow and I'm going to have start off 2024 with traction Love versus it. whenever you take this time to take a break. Your 2024 is so much slower. We work in a 60 to 90 day industry. And so if you're just starting 2024 in January, you missed the boat. You're not going to gain traction more than likely till second quarter. I love it. So I love good, it. good stuff. But well, yeah, there's so much there. I want to hit on. So I want to add something to that. Thank you for sharing that, Lauren. That's really good stuff. Um, is that I think sometimes... We fall into a trap. I know that I, I certainly do um, of trying to do everything at once and trying to be everything to everyone. And I think what happens is it's a good reminder. If you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. Yeah. And so I think less is more sometimes. And especially during the tougher seasons or whatever, whatever, honestly, probably any time of year, but especially right now, as a lot of people they may be behind the eight ball and redoing their business plans, et cetera, because that, that should have started again um, back in October. Um, however, if you haven't done it yet, get started on it um, and build that plan for what your business is going to look like next year. But I think the number one thing that I would recommend that you focus on is the execution. You can have the best strategy in the world, but if you don't execute, it doesn't matter. So like I've said this before, but it's such a great reminder is I, I remember my small high school that I went to, um, they said they had a writing everywhere. They're like theme all over the walls was knowledge is power. And um, they were wrong because knowledge is nothing. Knowledge is useless, but the implementation of the knowledge is where the power comes in. And so you have to be able to use the things that you that you learn in order for them to be valuable. And so just knowing isn't anything. How many people get stuck in the trap of, I want to gather all the information before I take any action? And you get paralysis by analysis and you never get anything done. One of the messages that um, Lauren and I are sharing with the team right now is, what is your minimum standard of activity you need to do today? Today. I don't care about next week. I don't care about next month. I don't care about next year. How do you win the day today? And did you execute on that number? Yes or no? That's it. That's how simple the conversations are. Because I think we overcomplicate it and we add all these, this calculus equation. And 
again, I'm a coach. And so I could sell you this big coaching formula of, hey, you do these 76 things and you'll guarantee you success, but it'll just overwhelm you. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be the one making money by selling you a course that doesn't work. The The secret, the, the magic is in the execution. And so how do you get human beings to execute? How do you get yourself in that mindset to execute? Now, don't get me wrong. Getting the right knowledge, getting the right scripts, getting the right dialogues are crucial. And we will go into that into sales power. We got a lot of that information. Um, but have, just getting that information without going into action and executing on it is not going to do the trick. How many people we talked about like conferences having energy. I firmly believe that going to conferences, which I go to a lot of them. I got another one. I know, Lauren, you're going to um, in a couple of days. We're going to one in Vegas, uh, Cheplak Maverick. I'm blessed to be speaking on the stage there um, with some of the top team leaders throughout the country. It's going to be an amazing event. I'm like literally so excited. I, had, I didn't sleep last night thinking about it. It's going to be an amazing event. Um, but I think that going to these events over time and getting myself into rooms that I was uncomfortable getting in, learning from people that are doing things differently and better in a different way than we are doing in a different marketplace that have a different mindset, have a different perspective. You come back from those events, a different person. And when you come back a different person and you apply that that person that you became at a different event, that energy that you got, that education that you got, the whatever knowledge it was that you got from there and you apply it to your business, your business, your life will never be the same. Just like Lauren said with the um, that book that she mentioned is stacking it. That's where our successes came came from is we find one good thing, we do it and we do it really, really well. And then we add another one and then we add another one. It's one at a time. And so figure out what that one thing is for your business right now. What is the biggest lever? What is the biggest missing ingredient? And let's compartmentalize and remove ourselves from the result. And let's focus on the process. What do I need to do activity-wise today in order to win the day today? What is that activity that I need to do today to win the day today? And nothing else matters until that gets done. But how many times do we fall into the trap as agents, as salespeople, well, I'm going to find this other these other 18 things that I can do to have busy work so I can get away from the thing I know I need to execute on. Execute yeah. first and then fill the gaps after. Yeah, great stuff. And something that, uh, you know, we've learned from these environments of being in the rooms of John Sheplak and Bill Pipes is that focusing on that one simple thing to where if you just do it, it solves all of your problems. And so as a real estate agent, a very simple example of that would be, if you're thinking of activity, people will say, well, dials. Dials is the one thing I need to do in order, it'll solve all my problems. But is dials really that one thing? Because if you have all of these dials, but you're not reaching out to the right people or connecting with that the right people, is that really going to solve all your problems? Versus if you shift that to, okay, I can control conversations. I cannot end my day until I have 10 conversations. And I know that with having 10 of the right conversations with the right people, the right way will truly change my business. Um, and so if you're struggling 100%. with what is that activity, there you go. It's as simple as so, that. It, yeah. If you don't know where to start, conversations is where you start. And why I love conversations, Lauren did a great job mentioning it, but you can... We've done this before, right? So learn from our mistakes. We focused on the wrong thing. We focused on how many people did you call? But I don't care if you call 100 people, 1,000 people, or 10 people. How many did you have a conversation with about real estate? 
because real estate is a contact sport. And what is cool about tracking conversations is it allows you to move the needle in your business way quicker. And so let's say that um, you don't have a big database right now of people to call. Awesome. I didn't say your conversation had to be from your database in a phone call. Host an open house and have conversations with people, right? Call your past clients and have a conversation. There, there, you need to have a valid conversation with people about real estate each and every day. And if you do that and you educate and you inform with some of these scripts and dialogues that we will be sharing in the rest of this episode, then I promise you, if you do it consistently day in and day out, give me 90 days. Don't miss one single day for 90 days. When you look back, you won't be able to recognize the momentum you have gained in your business. But it starts with having those conversations you need to have today. Now, let's do a 2.0 class. Let's say someone is listening to this and someone's like, yeah, Matt, I've heard it before I get it. I'm doing that. Awesome. Number one, let's make sure you're executing on that and you've done it for 90 days straight. Once you have done that, track everything, and then you can identify the gaps in your other KPIs, right? So you're having the conversations. Are those conversations leading to appointments? Are those appointments actually showing up to meet with you? And are the, when you meet with those appointments, are you getting an agency agreement with them? Like there's metrics to these to this business that you can create a predictable business model. No matter if you're a single agent, a team leader, a broker owner, you can make a predictable business model of, on the answer to me selling 50 houses this year is I need to talk to 12 people every single day. Like literally, and I know exact, I'm in control of my income if I do that. As long as I'm willing to adjust, as long as I'm willing to practice my scripts, as long as I'm willing to show up and talk to 12 people each and every day, I will make the amount of money that I want to make. We all have that control in this business, but we talk ourselves out of it and we get in our own way and we try to overcomplicate it and we try to get away from the execution, but execution is required. Anything else is in addition to the things you need to execute on. Yeah. And I think this leads to a great topic. Um, I couldn't agree more with everything that you said is one of the main scripts that we went over in the dialogues was the appointment setting dialogue. And by the whenever... way, that's my favorite script on the planet. It's gold. Cool. If I would have had that when I got in this business, watch out. Like I, 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 I sold a lot of real <laughs> estate, but I would have sold 10 times as much if I would have yeah. had it. It's yeah, it's good. just, it lays out so perfect. And so what we've identified with our team is whenever they're not having those 5, 10, 15, 20 conversations every single day, it's because a lot of agents struggle on what to say to people. And the appointment setting dialogue that uh, we got from Sales Power and from previous um, Coach Pipes events is it walks you through exactly what to say. We are in a market where there is high fear with every single buyer, every single seller. They are listening to mainstream media. They're hearing about the interest rates. They're hearing about these houses that are sitting on the market. Um, there's so there's so many conflicting reports that buyers and sellers are getting where the appointment setting dialogue removes it. And so whenever you have high fear, low trust, you have to come from a place of building a relationship and coming from a place of value. And so some of the key points on that are, okay, are you updating your database and your clients on what, what are the market conditions? Have you shared success stories about the buyers that are similar to them or the sellers that are similar to them that you just help them overcome that same hurdle? It gives so many great talking points. And sometimes as agents, and I'm guilty too, we just overthink the simple things that we need to be communicating to our buyers and sellers. We try to outsmart the work that is required. 
we try to outsmart the work that is required and the work is required first. Once you yeah. do the work, then you can become smart, but you have to like get rid of this. What is it? John Sheplak says, quit being a tweaker, right? Um, we, we want to go to these conferences. We want to learn from these proven people. We want to hear Lauren is sharing. She's has the best quarter of the year, every year in quarter four. And she broke down why, but we want to listening. We want to say, well, that's not going to work for me. I need to do it this way. Well, let's, let's, let's challenge Lauren on her theory. Let's challenge Lauren on what she says works, but let's challenge her by actually doing it first. And then once we do it for 90 days, if it didn't work, then make adjustments. If we would do that, imagine how much better we would be in all aspects of our life. Whether it's health and fitness, whether it's making sales calls, whether it's role playing, no matter anything in your life that you were looking to get better at, if you just do the work for a consistent period of time by someone that has a proven process that has laid it out for you, and then you look back and reflect and start tweaking and adding and changing, Imagine how much better your life would be versus you trying to outsmart the work first. Yeah, absolutely. And so hitting on another thing from sales power was, um, so we learned this dialogue to have, and not only are you learning it, not only are you chanting it, not only is a room of 300 people, I, I don't remember how many people were at that, but I think it's over 300. Um, not only are these people getting up and you are practicing with people that you have never met before, you're stepping outside of your comfort zone, um, you're creating that action and that energy to help internalize what you're doing so that you're practicing with other people versus practicing on your clients. And so uh, what, another big takeaway. Was Say that again. You're practicing on other people versus? Practicing on your clients. Which let me, is, let me so interrupt really quickly is because guys, we are in, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're in the real estate industry or you want to be. And let me have an honest conversation with you. We are privileged and honored to be able to do what we do each and every day. We get to help people with the biggest purchase or the biggest sale of their lives each and every day. The clients deserve better than you to practice on them. Do your practice first, own your skill set, become the master of the skills that you need to become that person, that go-to, that guide for them to make that biggest purchase or sale of their life. Quit practicing on your clients. They deserve better. Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. No, it's great because we go into these and we lose that confidence in ourselves. We're like, um, you know, we sound like idiots. Uh, we're not making any sense. We're stuttering. Whenever you get that out of the way with your coworkers, you are so much more confident. You've already warmed up your engine. You're ready to go. You're building that momentum from role play. You're diving in, you're taking action. And so that's exactly what we saw at the event. So we practiced with each other right after the event. We had homework. Um, and I think that's so important is that are you going to the conferences and are you taking time away from your family to just go and la-di-da, have fun? Or are you going and are you taking action from the things that you're learning and coming back to your family and making a difference? Um, for your business, well, that, for that, your can, that can that can apply to an event that can apply to a sales meeting that can apply to listening to this podcast. Like we become, for lack of better term, we become information horse and we just want to gather all of this and we just want to learn from everything. Right. And we just want to intake all of this. And I, I love it. I'm a lifelong learner myself. But again, let's go back to where my my elementary school had it wrong knowledge is not power. 
It is the implementation of the knowledge that is where the power is. And so sometimes, and I have coaches in my life, just as an example, I spend well over six figures a year on coaches to help me become better. Okay. So that's where this is coming from. Let, allow me to coach you through other coaches that coach me. And what they tell me is, Matt, stop learning so much. I love that you want to learn. I love that you want to learn, but you're just, you're adding all of these things to your knowledge and you're not able to apply it as quickly. So find the top two or three things from all these great podcasts that you're listening to, all these great events and go and apply them and master them. And until that is done, you don't like stop listening to podcasts. Like it's literally the advice that I get. Right. And it's because I'm a little crazy and I listen. That's all I listen to. I don't I don't have a radio in my car. I only listen to podcasts. Right. So uh, but I think it's it's just knowledge for everyone is where is the opportunity in everything that you're doing each and every day to be able to gather that one nugget, that one nuance, that one subtlety so you can learn something new or most of the time be able to tweak or adjust something to be just a little bit better next time you run into that situation. And if we learn those things and we apply them into our business over time, again, stacking over time, it has a massive, massive compound effect. Yeah. Uh, so something I just wrote down on my desk at home. So um, after after each day, we went home and we had homework whether that was actually writing down the scripts out so we can, you you learn and you internalize things so much better whenever you write them down. So our homework would um, include writing down the scripts, actually calling clients. Um, I believe it was five to 10 each day. Um, but something I just wrote on my desk that is powerful, I need to have it um, at work too on a little sticky note. But it says, uh, going to a conference is not doing the thing reading about doing the thing that you need to do is not doing the thing. Making a to-do list of doing the thing is not doing the thing. Um, a saying that you're going to do the thing is not doing the thing. Actually doing the thing is doing the thing. And I think that, so, and I'm a big, I write down my to-do list every single day. I have my power list. I have my daily tracker of exactly what I'm going to accomplish, but that was eye-opening because I do my to-do list every single day. But what actually works is me doing the thing that I say I'm going to do. And that was one of my biggest takeaways this week that um, I highly encourage you to write that on sticky note, put in front of you every single place that you work and just realize we need to quit talking about it. We need to quit going to these conferences and not actually putting anything that we learn, we learn that is proven to work. We just need to do the work. It's as simple as that. 100%, 100%. Like, yes, couldn't have said it better myself. And I think we all struggle with that. Like, I love that. I, I would love for you to share that quote um, in our all or nothing private group for everyone. I think we can all learn something from that. Um, it's like, how many times do we think about I need to do ABC, or I should do XYZ? Yeah. And then we don't execute right? Like execution is the secret ingredient that is missing. Um, that reminds me, I literally just made a post right before we started this podcast on discipline. And so I'm going to, I'm going to read it um, just because it's, it's so in line with what you just said. <clears throat> but I said, why is discipline so important? Discipline is the strongest form of self-love. Discipline is ignoring something you want right now for something better later on. Discipline reveals the commitment you have to your dreams especially on days where you don't want to. 
The future you is depending on the current you to keep the promises you made to yourself yesterday. I'm going to say that again. The future you is depending on the current you to keep the promises you made to yourself yesterday. That's where discipline and execution come in, right? Like that is the secret ingredient. It's not this magic pill. It's not this new lead source. It's not this new marketing thing. Yes, do all those things help when you stack upon? Absolutely. But like I... I've said this so many times is like, if agents don't have enough sales, what do they always say? I need more what? Leads. I need more leads. But do more leads equal more sales? No, no. not even close, right? It just doesn't work that way. Like it's not this magic lead that converts to sales. But if you build a business on purpose, you track your KPIs, you execute daily, you get to choose who you want to work with and who you don't. And you have a pipeline of business. You know what your next three months looks like of people that you're going to be working with. Like that is possible in this business. As mind-blowing as that may sound, that is how this business should be ran and can be ran so that you have a predictable business. You can create leverage in your life and actually have true freedom because you're working with the people that you want to work to, with. You're working with them on purpose. And you're not waiting for that magic lead to come in and you got to go show a house at Sunday at eight o'clock at night. Yeah, absolutely. There's no freedom. You know, a lot of real estate agents are working with people that overwhelm them, that stress them out, that are difficult, that are rude and disrespectful because they feel like they don't have a choice. But once you're in a position of building your pipeline, Ooh. you have no problem saying we're not a good fit for each other. I wish you the best on your journey. There's power in having that mindset freedom of being like, okay, my peace and I'm able to help more people by saying no to this person. And I'm able to do that because I have a steady pipeline or because I have built the business that I've built. Oh, it's so freaking good. Agents, stop giving away your power. Stop giving away your power. Keep the power yourself. But the power is hidden in the daily execution and the discipline that you're choosing not to do. That gives you the power and the freedom to do what Lauren just said, who actually has told you she has, Lauren, um, what is the, what? how much volume are you uh, going to close this year? How many transactions in volume? Um, I will end right at, um, should be 45 homes for 10 million, give or take. I think, I think you will be like 14 million. I think you're mistaken. I just ran the numbers yesterday. Uh <laughs> Um, and so, and that's, and that's all while Lauren is being super mom and she's also taking on new responsibility as be sales managers for our new branch office. Um, and so honestly, it's probably a down year for her and that's still what she's producing because she has her own power and she gets to choose who she wants to work with because she practices, practices these things daily and has a very enhanced skill set that, um, that she has built over time. And you guys can do the exact same thing. It just takes a little bit of work, a little bit of patience and being around the right people in the right environment, which hopefully on this podcast and this movement, hopefully we can help be some of that for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to, I mean, I think about where I was six years ago, whenever I got in the, into the industry and it's crazy how just focusing on the little things and putting in some grit, some long early mornings, long days. Um, you will set the rest of your business up for success by just being consistent and disciplined. Um, and it really is how you love yourself um, is by staying disciplined, doing that for your family. So really, really good stuff. 
I love it. Um, Lauren, I want to go back to um, something that we we talked about. You talked about a little bit, the appointment setting dialogue. I just want um, I want to share with the people a little bit more in depth on the power of the appointment setting dialogue. And so what you had mentioned, and 100% agree, is that a lot of agents don't follow up. Um, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, you're just lazy and don't want to, right? Or sometimes if we're really honest with ourselves and we're, we're in the mood, we're like, we're in that energy space that we're all right, we're ready to make our calls or ready to follow up or ready. I hear the fortunes in the follow-up. How do I follow up? And then you get all motivated, get ready to go. And you're like, what do I say to these people? Yeah. I think a lot of agents struggle with follow-up is because they don't know what to say. And where this light bulb clicked for me and why I say that this is my favorite script on the planet as a team leader, as an agent, as a coach, I get to see behind the curtains of a lot of different conversations and a lot of different opportunities all across the world. And the biggest gap that I see consistently is lack of proper follow-up and lack of lead conversion over time. And what agents are, especially the pandemic market created this too, right? So this is even more relevant because of the recency of the pandemic marketplace and the madness that that created. Um, but that's not how real estate and sales actually works. And so let's reset our mind now that that is behind us. And I think a lot of people, uh, my prediction, I'm saying this before the end of the year, my prediction is that the 60,000 agents that were out of the business midway through the year will be well over 100,000 agents by the end of the year. Oh, easily. And, and those those agents have, re have refused to make the adjustment that I'm getting ready to, to help you guys go through. And that adjustment is... It is normal for a house to sit on the market for 30, 60, or 90 days, number one. Number two, it is normal for a lead to come in and they are, quote unquote, just looking. It is normal for a lead to come in and say, well, I'm waiting for this to happen before I buy or sell. That is normal. And instead of us getting in the mindset of thinking that's a bad lead or it's a waste of my time, I don't know about you guys, but Last, I don't know if shoe stores still exist, but this is the best analogy I have. If you were to walk into a shoe store, like I did this as a kid, I went to the shoe store with my mom every single year before the school year. I got a new pair of shoes before school. We'd walk into the shoe store. And as soon as we walked in, the bell would ding when we opened the door. And what did the person at the counter say? How can I help you? What did me and my mom say instantly? Just a reflex, re reflect, reflective answer of like, as soon as someone says, how can I help you? We're in their store. To, we know we're buying shoes today. And we still say, no, thank you. I'm just looking. I want people in my real estate store that are just looking. Guess what? I'm just looking for people who are just looking for buying or selling real estate. And so instead of being in the mindset of that's a bad lead or they're not even interested in buying or selling, I let's let's adopt this mindset. I don't believe what people say. I believe what they do. And so we've all heard as kids growing up that actions speak louder than words. And so what did their actions tell us? Not what did they say with their mouth? What have their actions told us? Their actions told us they've gotten, they became a lead for a reason. They inquired about a property. They requested a home value. They walked into your open house, whatever lead generation method that you have, they did the actions that say that they're interested. Now, if they say they're not interested. They say they're just looking. They say they're waiting on this. That is a great thing and expect yeah. that to happen. That is called normal. Where the money is made is in the conversion 
of those people that are just looking and how well you can build rapport and relationship over time to truly understand their timeline, their wants, their needs, and help them solve the problem that they have, help them move away from the pain that they're having or towards the pleasure that they are wanting. Like that is the secret sauce. And that takes time. And the problem is we live in an instant gratification world and we want it now, now, now. But if we build this pipeline strategically and we build it correctly and we have a badass follow-up script that provides value over time that helps fill all those gaps we just mentioned, I believe you can sell however much real estate you want to sell. And so here are the things that we do in the employment setting dialogue that is the magic. Very first thing is the very first line is, hey, Lauren, I'm calling you back just like I said I would. Why is that important, Lauren? Well, one, you're fulfilling the commitment of something that you told them that you would do. So you're but, gaining. Lauren, what if what if I've never talked to them before? They don't know that. Oh, this quick tangent. But this is really uh, something at that event was, um, you know, real estates get shot down because people um, they'll get old leads like that where they're like, well, what if they don't remember me or what if they hang up on me or what if they cuss me out? The people don't won't always know that you were the one. Well, I say don't always. They don't know that you were the one that called them. So it still instills that uh, relationship of you're you're their real estate agent. Yes. And so you, we have to get out of our own way and just call them if they say, so "Well, I've never there, talked to." There you. was a there was a study that was done, and I don't remember who shared it, but I I heard it from someone. No. It may have been Coach Pipes. I don't remember. But no, the, what happened? What happened was they made they set an appointment. Um, so they called someone. I don't remember the exact story. I think there's like three different scenarios. But anyway, they called and they talked to the buyer or seller, had a great conversation. And then someone called back later and said, hey, who was the agent you just talked to? And they're like, hell, I don't know. What yeah. company did they work for? Oh, I don't know. They just set an appointment with them three seconds ago. They did the same thing with someone that got hung up on. They're like, I didn't talk to a real estate agent. Right? We, we need to get out of our own way and realize that we are not that damn important. Set your ego to the side and realize that if you are truly in this business and you go back to what I said earlier, we are privileged to be able to help people the biggest purchase or sale of their lives. Sometimes it requires us to get uncomfortable. Sometimes it requires us to overcome objections and help people understand that in our hearts, we are truly doing this to help. We have to do things that are uncomfortable in order to help them sometimes. And that means calling people with value each and every time. So what is the number one complaint about real estate agents? Lack of what? Follow-up. Lack of communication, right? And or follow-up. And so we are hitting that objection head on very first, very first time. And so if I had any conversation, by the way, there's two ways in an appointment. There's a lot of tangents I'm going on here, but let's let's back up why this is so important. There are two ways to end any appointment, any phone call or any appointment is number one is you set your next appointment. You set an actual date and a time. So say I'm on a phone call with Lauren and we have a great conversation and we um, to end the conversation, I'm going to set a time for us to have a consultation. I'm going to meet her at her house for a listing appointment. We're going to go look at homes, whatever the next thing is. I'm going to set the next appointment. Say that's not applicable because Lauren's time frame is six months out. I'm still going to set an appointment, but that next appointment is, all right, Lauren, I'll follow up next Tuesday or two weeks from now, Tuesday, the 22nd at two o'clock. How does that work for you? Awesome. We'll talk then. 
I'm setting expectations that I'm going to be proactive in my follow-up. And here's a, here's a little secret. All of you, every single one, every single person listening to this right now hangs up on more clients than clients hang up on you. If you're scared of getting hung up on, just get over your ego and realize that any conversation that doesn't end with an appointment set or your next phone call scheduled, you hung up on them. You hang up on clients way more than they hang up on you. So get over the hangups and realize that that hangup is a good thing. It gets you closer to your next yes. And so all of that being said, that's where I feel that this opening line comes in so powerful because we're building trust. We are telling them I'm a man or woman of integrity and I'm one, I want to help you. I'm going to be proactive and I'm calling you back just like I said I would. It just sets the tone right out of the gate. And if you do that for a six-month period and you call them once every two weeks, they're going to be looking forward to your call. And you're going to have the highest level of trust, rapport. And then if someone follows up and says, hey, who's your real estate agent? They will know who you are because you've earned that right at that point. But it takes time to build that. The next yeah. parts of the script is that I think is really valuable. And there's more nuance to it. And if you guys want a copy of this, I'm happy to share it. Um, just reach out. We'll give you a copy. Um, but the... Um, the nuance of this inside of the, the guts, the value is there's five points. And those five points are crucial because if you call to follow up and you just say, hey, I'm calling to follow up, it's a dead call. When's the last time that a salesperson called you? Here's a real life example. I'm trying to buy my wife a new car right now. Salespeople suck. You know, the last time I heard from a salesperson it was before Thanksgiving. Wow. I called three different dealerships and said, here's exactly what I want. And I need it by the end of the year. One person sent me a text with photos. No one else has done anything. Are we doing that to our, are we doing that to the people that we're trying to help buy and sell real estate? Absolutely. We are. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, tangent over um, the, the guts of the appointment setting dialogue is when the, there's a lot of fortune follow-up, there's um, nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants to buy, right? And so we have to realize that as salespeople is that we're not selling, we're helping. And I've recently changed my language from helping to leading because people need to be led through this process. And that's our responsibility. One of the things we can lead them through this process, the buying or selling journey is by educating and informing them. And so there's five key points in this script that you provide the value in that you don't just say, hey, Lauren, I'm calling a follow-up. Because then it just gets redundant. You have to call with a package of value of education information. And so here's five points that you can use. You can talk about the changing market conditions. What is going on with your real estate market? Hey, Lauren, I just want to let you know that home prices year over year actually went up 8%. Wow. Share that information yeah. with you. I know you're thinking about selling in, in a few months. And so that's good news I wanted to share. Right. And then I'm going to have a dialogue around that but I have something of substance that I'm giving her of value, right? Because I'm the expert. Um, increase or decrease in interest rates. Here's a freebie. Go look at KCM, Keeping Current Matters. Interest rates had the largest drop since June of last year within the last 30, 45 days, depending on when this comes out. Now, did, did I say that the interest rates dropped to 5%? Nope but it was the largest drop because they've been going up, right? We had the largest drop since June. Is that going to be enough for someone to get off the fence? Maybe not. But what is that going to do with your authority score with them? 
What is that going to do with the professional level of professionalism is that you are the one of value to let them know what is happening with interest rates because a lot of people are hesitant because of interest rates. Now it went from like 7.8 to 7.4. So it's not in reality, it's not that big of a deal. However, it's an opportunity for me to be the resource. And that's how we need to look through the lens of these follow-ups. Every single, literally in our sales meeting, I did this, Lauren was a part of it. She heard me go on a tangent in our sales meeting yesterday. And I said, every single person that's in a follow-up category needs to know that. Yeah, They need to know that. I did a video on it. We did a graphic on it. If you don't have the capacity to call them, at least mass email them what I sent, right? Like give them value. Let's provide value and education. Um, next is new properties they may be interested in. And this is... Um, this is a pet peeve of mine. Don't rely on the MLS. Don't rely on your CRM to do it for you. Handpick properties and call Lauren and say, or do a video text and say, hey, Lauren, I found I found these three houses that just came on the market and I thought that they were fitting what you were looking for. Go above and beyond. You have to stand out in all the noise, right? Um, homes like theirs. So if it's a seller, homes like theirs or in their neighborhood that have sold, I think this is a huge one, right? Is what house, what are houses selling for? What are houses like? What? Why? What? What can I do to provide Lauren an update on why she should sell her house? What can we do to move that forward? And then the last one is is probably one of the biggest ones because facts tell and stories sell. So, what are some success stories of clients that have recently bought or sold that are in a similar situation as them that you could tell them to show them there's light at the end of the tunnel? Because if they listen to mainstream media, it's all doom and gloom. And so, one of those five points is where you really just spend the majority of these phone calls. Yeah. And I think that's where the magic comes in with this script. Yeah. And so what's funny is uh, I think I'm at, I'm at four conversations so far uh, this morning and I mentioned the drop in interest rates being the largest. Um, it's a buyer that I've been working with for about seven to eight months. Um, in our market, the average time that you're going to nurture is 18, about 12 to 18 months. Um, had the interest rate uh, conversation with one. With another one, I shared a similar client success story. And then I updated on market conditions, normalizing homes staying on the market. And so uh, one of them, he was like, oh my gosh, Lauren, this house has been on the market for 45 days. What's wrong with it? I said, I'm so thankful that you asked that question. Let me give you an update on what's normal in our market. Um, and he found that so beneficial that, and he, it brought ease to know that, okay, the house isn't crumbling. It's not that people don't want the house, um, but people are slower to make decisions because of what's going on in mainstream media. And it's our job as real estate professionals to educate and provide value on what exactly is going on. We have to ignore what the mainstream media is saying. Every market is different. There's no two markets that are alike. Um, so it, it's just funny that all three of these have come into play just this morning. Um, and proof is in the pudding. I would not doubt if I had to tally how many appointments we have set from this dialogue, I would say we're easily over a thousand. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. And it's, um, and some of those we would have set without it. Right. But not all of them. And it yep. wouldn't have been quality. Right. Um, and it wouldn't have been as good as the authority score that it builds set an appointment the next time we have a conversation. And it's it's just, we play the long game, right? Yeah. I don't want to just sell houses tomorrow. I want to sell houses for the next 10 years. And so how can I deposit more value and build my authority score? And that's really the game that we need to play.
Yeah. Um, Lauren, I just, I'm going to, I'm do this live on the podcast, but I'm curious if you would be interested in doing this with me. What if we did a, like a Facebook live inside of our all or nothing private group where we just went really in depth and role played this, this script with everyone. Let's do it. Uh, we'll set that up. Stay, stay on. If you guys are listening, stay, stay look on the lookout for that. Um, I think that'll just, uh, it'll be an, a free value for everyone. I think it'll be really, really good. Um, a quick tip, and we'll talk about it more in that, in that live. Um, so if you're not a part of the all or nothing private group, it'll be exclusive there. So um, make sure you're part of it. If you can't find it, send me a message um, and we'll make sure we get you added. Um, but the, um, the secret to maximizing this, in my opinion is let's say that we have, say you have 50 people that are in a follow-up category that um, are looking to buy in the next six to 12 months, looking to sell in the next six to 12 months, right? Um, what if you could actually role play in the morning? Here's the exact follow-up script that I'm going to give them with the interest rate conversation, the market updates, the stories of people's success stories, whatever that one nugget is, I'm going to role play it in the morning. And then all 50 people, going to get the exact same conversation with the personal touch of their situation yep. and i'm providing that same value to everyone so i be can become a master of that one skill set of that one piece of information and value because it's going to be valuable to everyone and like if we just really break it down it doesn't have to be complicated like that's very very simple like every single person that is in a category to follow up within the next or wanting to buy or sell in the next six to 12 months needs an update on the real estate market Call and give it to them. And that six to 12 months could turn into the next 60 or 90 days because of the value that you're providing them. 100%. And so there's so many, and you know, we've learned and we've focused on this a lot over the past six months is there's so many clients that we would have been able to help uh, purchase that a lot of agents would if they just asked the right questions the right way. And if they dug deep into every single phone call. And um, I'll say one of the calls I had the other day, um, she was active on the site. She was calculating things. Um, she was a seller lead. And I kept digging deep into the conversation, you know, what's, what's her position um, to the point where um, she, she, she was trying to hang up on me and I just wasn't letting her have it. I'm someone okay. where I will take three or four no's um, before I... I say, okay, but she walked into that shoe store. She That's wanted right. help. I'm digging deep to see how to help her come from. How many people get uncomfortable at the first no and we're like, okay, call me if you see anything you like. If anything changes, let me know, right? That's what normal salespeople do. But when you stay in the box, as my good friend Kelly Salter says, you got to have toughness. You got to have grit in this business. If you want to make it in this tough marketplace, you got to be willing to take a hit every now and then. And you got to be willing to honestly look stupid sometimes. And when someone tells you no, just keep going. It's so funny you said that. I was thinking back to when I first got into business. I remember um, someone asked me, Matt, how have you had so much success so quickly? I said, well, here's my rule. I don't give up until I hear no three times. Like that was a, like, I'm like, I, I need to make this work. And so they're going to have to tell me no three times before I'm, before I hear it. Right. Not that I ignored them. I, I countered their their objection, whatever. But do you know how many times I had conversations and I got to one or two no's and I never got to three and ended up buying or, they bought or sold a house? Yeah. Because I was willing to withstand and overcome. Because they want to be helped. They need to be led. Most salespeople just don't have the guts 
to do it or they allow their ego get in the way because it may be a little bit uncomfortable. But if you truly are in this for the right reasons to help people, I promise you being willing to overcome those objections will stand out and you won't be in a situation like I'm in right now, not knowing where the hell I'm going to buy a car because a good salesperson would have already sold me one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a, a couple of great points. One, this is an uncomfortable position. I, I don't want anyone to think that, oh, well, you've been doing this for six years. You're used to it. I am still not used to being uncomfortable, but I'm so deeply rooted in my why and in my purpose that it it outweighs me being uncomfortable and it outweighs me playing small. And so this is a numbers game. I'm in here to build relationships to people and build genuine relationships. And how I do that is by getting outside of my comfort zone. So I don't think um, maybe for some people they get over it. I don't. I, I have yet to get over um, being uncomfortable, but it doesn't matter. I know these people need help and I know I'm the best one to help them. And I know our team is the best one to help them. So I'm going to get over my ego. My ego is not my amigo. Um, I don't remember who says that, but there you go. Who is it? Oh yes. Brigo. Brigo says it. Yep. Yes. Um, another thing that, um, there's someone else I was going to point out with it. Um, the other thing is that with these with these scripts as we're doing it, um, something that we get is, oh, well, I don't want to use dialogues and scripts because I don't want to sound salesy. These scripts are not here to make you sound salesy. These scripts are here to be a guide to help yep. you have a successful conversation. They have power questions built into them so that you can lead people to the closing table. Um, and so as you continue to internalize these and practice with other people, not on your clients, you will put your own tweak on them to where it sounds totally normal. You do not sound like a salesperson. So what I love about scripts and dialogues is that I know I can go to Walmart. I can have a conversation about real estate at church and those scripts are my guide. Yep. And so um, it, is I know the, it is the framework, right? And I think a lot of people, like for me, I stay away from scripts for the longest time because people taught them the wrong way right? And you can be overscripted. But I will also tell you this, I've had people come in that were, I'll just say it, that were awful on the phones that were in our organization, but they were willing to do the work and they read the script line by line and they set some appointments. Like the script works, right? But the people that really have massive success, they internalize the script. And I like the word dialogues better. So as an example, I'm looking at our appointment setting dialogue. There are there is there are two phrases that are underlined. And the reason those are underlined, those are the only phrases you're not allowed to change. You have to say those exactly as written. The rest of it is a framework for a guide to the conversation that you need to have with this human being on the other end of the phone, with this human being you meet at the grocery store. They're just people, but this is a guide how to have a conversation to deposit value to the relationship so that you can help them pursue their buying and selling dreams. Yeah, perfect. Yes, I think uh, everyone would definitely benefit from seeing that live role play and just how natural it comes across. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, we got to wrap up here, Lauren. We're running uh, over time, but there's a couple of things that you mentioned I want to put a bow on. Um, you mentioned being deeply rooted, right, in your cause and your why. And um, I heard that phrase for the first time from Will Grimes at Sales Power. Um, and so I think that he explained it really, really well. And he talked a little bit, actually, we had him on this show, um, go back and listen to that episode. 
Uh, he's a great dude with a lot of education, a lot of information that we can all learn from. Um, so uh, if that spoke to you a little bit, go listen to his story on our podcast. It's there. Um, another free resource for you as well would be Lauren mentioned the power list that she does each and every day. Well, we have an episode that we did on the power list going in depth on how that helps you win the day today, how to guess what or how to um, not guess how to come up with what are the critical tasks that I need to do to move the needle forward for my business today, how to develop what those are, and then why it's so important for your business. And so um, if you're looking for more resources, there's are some more resources for you. Um, Lauren, what are some parting words you would give to everyone here? What is some advice you would leave everyone with? Uh, I would recap the simple action items. So one, writing your to-do list is not doing the thing. Reading about what you need to do is not doing the thing. Actually going out and doing the thing is doing the thing. And so pick that one activity that you need to do every single day to where if you do it, it solves all your problems. So we recommend having conversations. Um, the second big takeaway is um, practice your dialogues and your scripts with other people and then go out and share value, provide education to your clients. Um, and those are my biggest takeaways. Get out of your own way. Quit putting limiting belief on yourself um, and you will see your life change in 2024. Um, I love it. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to wrap up is um, I did this exercise. <clears throat> Lauren, you were part of this conversation with our listing agents recently. I said, I want you guys to all brain dump. Give me your honest answer on what is your problems you have right now on our listing side of the business. And they just kept firing at me everything that you can think of, right? Well, people are waiting because of interest rates. Um, this house wasn't selling. This one's overpriced. All these problems that we came up with. And I wrote them all down, wrote them all down, wrote them all down. And I said, awesome. Thank you guys so much. I've got good news for you. I know how to solve all of these problems. And we all are capable of doing it. And the simple answer is you need more sellers. Go find more. If this seller is overpricing their house and they're not motivated to do a price reduction, quit wasting your time and go find motivated sellers. If this person um, isn't ready to sell their house, cool. We can't force them to sell their house. Go find another one, right? Yeah. And I think we just get stuck in where we are and we lose track of where we should be going. And I'm not saying forget about the seller, the house may be um, a little bit overpriced, like still have conversations and still guide them through but don't let that be your focus to keep you away from the activity of going and getting more. And I think that applies to buyers and sellers is you need more clients in your pipeline. That solves all of your problems in this business. Um, Absolutely. There's, there's something else I was going to end with, and I don't remember what it was now. You had said something that really, that was, that sparked, sparked something in my head. Anyway, um, if I think of it, we'll share it in another episode, but uh, Lauren, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom. Um, by the way, I looked up your numbers and we were both wrong. You are on track, closed and pin, closed and forecasted 15.6 million this year. Holy bajolies. And a quote unquote down year for Lauren, right? So hopefully yeah. that puts some perspective for you guys to um, to put into play of, of what is possible if you put these things to action. So Lauren, thank you so much. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, stay on the lookout for that. Stay on the lookout for that live in our private group. Again, send me a message if you want to be added. We'll make sure we get you in there. We're going to start doing some more exclusive content in there for you guys. So uh, make sure you join that. And as always, this podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry. And so we just ask one favor. If you got anything of value from this episode, share it with a friend. 
I see the constant growth of this podcast. We keep getting more and more downloads and I absolutely love it. I love the impact we're having on the industry. Um, just keep sharing this with other people that we can help. So thank you guys. We appreciate you and we'll see you next time.